Will you join me in prayer? O oh God, creator of heaven and earth, out of deep waters you brought us to birth, claimed us as children of wonder and worth, O oh God of deep flowing waters. Just Singing that, I'm remembering the passage from Isaiah that that comes from, um, that that tune is written for about God being present with us in the midst of all our troubles, uh, when the waters seem like they are overwhelming us, um, all of that. And uh, it reminds me that these days are an awful lot like that. Um, days when we are feeling overwhelmed, um, when we are confused, and when we want to know why. Um, and when we ask the question why, and continue to ask. And, and in asking why, we also want to know who that we can blame. Who we can blame. In the midst of the confusion and the heartache that we're experiencing in this time, in this quasi-dystopian time that we're living in, in this time when we look at each other and say, are we really just characters in a Stephen King novel? We ask why. Why all of this is happening? why people are dying right and left, why this virus is so virulent, why, 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 why? And, and then we want to blame because it's not good enough for us just to ask the question why. But we want to know who, that we, who we can blame. We always do. There's got to be someone we can blame. The virus started in China. Let's blame the Chinese. And with that, then all other Asians. And let's subject them to not only ridicule, but beatings. And the taking of their life because people who are of Asian descent have been greatly harmed by us calling this a Chinese virus. Let's scapegoat them. Let's place the fault there, and then we can at least feel a little better knowing that there's a who out there, even if we don't know a why. So there, do you feel better? I doubt it. I don't. Let's blame then. Let's blame someone else. Let's, let's blame the scientists who have been keeping things secret and who have been doing, doing things and testing and maybe they made this virus and, and all of that. And let's, let's blame the politicians who are keeping supplies from us and let's blame that scruffy neighborhood kid. You know, the one that goes out and never wears a mask and is always with his friends. Do you feel better? I doubt it. 
let's blame someone. Let's make it all about us, about our cut and color. Um, yeah, it's been a while since the highlights have been put in, and it's being flat to my head so you can't see the gray. But let's make it all about our nails and the fact that I should have gotten a pedicure. I knew better. I should have gotten a pedicure before all this started. Let's make it about those things and dismiss the lives that are associated with those things. This is our life in the midst of the pandemic. This is our life in the midst of everything that is unknown for us. And let's face it, we do this because we're only human and that's our life most of the time. In the message translation of this morning's text, the first four verses read like this. And this was the Bible that I had at hand last night when I was thinking more about this. And I thought you needed to hear this particular translation. Don't let this throw you. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. There is plenty of room for you in my father's home. If that weren't so, would I have told you that I'm on my way to get a room ready for you? And if I'm on my way to get your room ready, I'll come back and take you so you can live where I live. And you already know the road I'm taking. So you can live where I live. Living where Christ lives. This portion of scripture is found in John's gospel after the Monday Thursday reading. That reading we traditionally have with the washing of the feet when Jesus proclaims that somebody sitting at the table is going to betray him and that he gives and where he gives that commandment to all of us to love one another it's called oftentimes the prayerful discourse and there are several chapters of this discourse that we find there and one of the beautiful uses of the characteristics of Jesus is how in John's text, Jesus asks questions. In one of those post-resurrection passages there at the sea, after they've had that breakfast of fish and bread, Jesus turns to Peter and says, do you love me? I can't help but read that passage and not think of Tevya in The Fiddler on the Roof. Do you love me? He asks Goldie. And in this passage, Jesus asks, do you trust me? Do you trust God? Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. 
But I'm troubled, says we say to Jesus. I'm troubled because I'm here in this house, because I've got cats who are running the house right now and making a racket. I'm so troubled. And Jesus says, take a breath. Do you trust me? But I'm worried. I go to bed worried. My mind doesn't want to shut off. I've tried all of the tricks. I've changed positions. I've done the deep breathing. All of that, all of that, all of that. I don't know where life is headed as as we go about this. And Jesus says, do you trust me? Take a deep breath. But, but, but we say to Jesus, but. And Jesus says, breathe. Breathe, dear friends. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. I've got this, Jesus says. God has got this. When the world is running amok, can we believe this? Can we trust this? Can we trust that the God of the universe loves us so much that God sent the only begotten child of God, the Son of God, to be with us and to teach us and to share with us what it really means to love one another? Not just on a day, as Malin said, when we're supposed to, but all the time. Can we truly, truly echo the words of the writers of the Confessions of Faith and say, in life and in death, I belong to God. In life and in death, we belong to God. It doesn't mean we stop wearing masks. Please don't ever interpret it as that. It doesn't mean we stop social distancing or stop our social separations. Because we know that God gave us brains and expects us to, expect us to use them. And that learned people of science have said these are important things for us to do. But do we truly trust in God? Trust God so that our hearts can no longer be troubled. So that instead of trouble in our hearts, love can live there. And love can go from there. Trust God's presence in your life. Trust God's presence in our world in this day and age. And when you see it, say something about it. Say something about it to the people that are around you, to the people on your Facebook feed or any other social media. Write a letter, send a note, say, this is where I have seen God and felt the presence of God and know my heart to no longer be troubled. Friends, there are still weeks of this ahead of us, if not months, 
and unfortunately years. It's going to take a while for an adequate response, an adequate vaccine to all of this. It's going to get harder and harder for us to go about daily life with different expectations of what normal is. But just like Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Jesus asks us now, do you trust me? Thanks be to God. Amen. We are glad that everyone is here with us this morning, that you found us and uh, that you continue to find us and um, all of that. It's certainly wonderful to see everybody's faces and to share in the joy of being together as we always do. Um, in the information that you were emailed or mailed, uh, there's stuff about things that are happening in the life uh, and ministry of the church. And um, I know that we had a great afternoon um, last. Uh, Hello. Oops. Had a great afternoon uh, last week um, with the crop walk, um, at the informal crop walk of the church. And I know that um, that we had a picture taken, and I hope that we can have. Uh, have that picture available to uh, everyone and so that we can see who was there and uh, be able to celebrate that. I believe Betty Dietz that two thousand over two thousand dollars was collected. Certainly was, and I know there's more in. Wonderful. Um, yes, I'm glad it I'm glad it wasn't today. It would have been very cold to walk today, <laughs> but what a wonderful, what a wonderful sunny springtime day we had and um there were 15 people 12 of us walked and three of us kept an eye on us and, and uh, kept us in their prayers and if anyone needed to get picked up there was a car to do that but that was not necessary we had um yes as of now there was about 2200 dollars and i know that uh, there was more coming in when and we know where that goes that crop walk is one of the many, many missions that shows us that we are the church together all around the world. And the monies that we give are, are a token of that. We, uh, we, we trust that the financial side of the crop walk is one that we trust will be used for the needs of the people of the world. <laughs> yep, wonderful. And we know that 75% of that goes on to, to national and international ministries that deal with hunger and hunger-related issues. Um, personally, when I was with uh, working with the Crop Walk in Central Michigan in the Lansing area, um, I had the opportunity to go with a group of other leaders from uh, Michigan down to Honduras and see firsthand where some of that money um, was being spent and meet partners there. And, and it's tremendously important. And then 25% of that stays local. And I believe that's going to our food bank, isn't it? Yes. Yep. 
So 25% of that will stay here locally uh, for the food bank, which is in desperate need of, of things at this point in time. Um, so we rejoice in that. We know that we are continuing to collect for blankets. Um, and those uh, information on that, since Mickey is not with us this morning, Betty? Uh, yes, I, I think I've already deposited over $800. Um, I will make that report when it, because we're allowing for the blanket money to come in, I think, through... I think it was the end of the month. It may, I think maybe the end of the month, but that uh, the amount of that will come once we hear from um, Mickey is keeping good track of that, yes. Good, and the blankets are, are $15.25? Uh, at 10 and 15 <laughs> yes. <laughs> the $15 ones are the heavier weight. The $10 ones are for... Um, the uh, for the lightweight, and that is another church world service that we are again we trust as to how that monies that we give is is being used in in places that need that help. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we know um, that many of those blankets will go to national and international disaster places. Um, especially uh, with the earthquakes that they have had in um, Puerto Rico, again, um, Church World Service as well as Presbyterian Disaster Assistance are there helping out. And so that's a, a wonderful, wonderful piece of things. Mm -hmm. uh, are there other announcements uh, to make? I have, a, I have a couple more mission things mm -hmm. if I can. Please do. Okay. Um, Again, we are a church. Uh, we are part of the large church, and we we are a mission-minded church. When we uh, know when we do take offerings, or when we can sign up for something like the crop walk, we we come alive. We are eager to be a part of that. And our one great hour of sharing this year. Um, brought in over $846. That is amazing. We know how, again, this goes through uh, the National Church and that one great hour of sharing is used in so many necessary ways. Uh, and we have already come into the Pentecost season. And uh, I haven't found any thing that has come to the office yet on information, but I do know that the last year our congregation raised $774 for the Pentecost offering, and I'm going to challenge us as a congregation to maybe raise that to 800 this year. Um, Pentecost supports young people in the church with wide efforts to inspire them to share their faith. It, uh, the monies specifically are used for young adult volunteers, such as one of our own. Lynn uh, took advantage of. Uh, it's used for mission trips. It's used for the youth triennium that um, Janice is very fond of. Uh, these are ministries of faith. 
So uh, you'll hear more from me or someone else from the committee about the Pentecost offering that again is going to be taken um, at least through the end of the month. I think we're pretty lax on that this year that when the money comes in, it is gladly uh, received. Thank you. Thank you. Other announcements about things happening in the life of the church? Speak. I have something. Yes, Laura. Yes. Um, for those who plant gardens 